Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to Café After Hours, where the cafecito is strong, the chisme is long, and the pan dulce may be vegan. We are your hosts, Michelle and Fanny. Think of us as your newest besties, primas, comadres, or honestly, whatever. Here, we will be chatting it up about almost everything, but let's just not get too raunchy, okay? So go hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast app and follow us on Instagram at Café After Hours Podcast. Um, so we're back back again Um, we have both been getting some interesting feedback from people who are listening and we have been taking some of the comments into consideration Um, the feedback has been well received it's been communicated between the two parties involved and um we were asked to discuss relationships and because of who we are and because of um yeah that's I mean just because of who we are we went the direction of um identifying toxic people in your life I yeah that is accurate um we could have taken it as you know what's let's let's dive deeper into like our relationships like love life and you know positive connections with people and people who like have impacted us in a positive manner no we went straight for no let's talk about the toxic people who who really just yeah, that's what they do. They err. Uh, they like just, you know, they just find ways to make life harder. Um, yeah. I mean, okay, let's be realistic. First of all, um, we're not professionals. This is just our opinions, our ideas. If you don't like them, thank you very much. Thank you for coming and goodbye. Um, besides that, we can, we have to admit that all of us can be a little toxic. Um, I was going through our, our signs and our list and what we created and what we are going with. And I was like, Oh, I think at one point or another, we have all been one of these, um, acceptance is key. I, I know my flaws and I know how to move forward. But the whole purpose of this episode is to identify and see those signs in other people and like get them out of your life if you have to like I'm sorry like I I'm a strong believer that you can create your own family you don't just because you're stuck with the family doesn't mean that's the family you have to be with um and maybe it's easier said than done because I'm an only child and I don't have siblings and it's whatever to me, but, you know, I, I understand, you know, a lot of people say like, you know, family above everything or blood's thicker than water or whatever. I get that. But sometimes your own family can be the toxic people who are bringing you down. So um, whether it's your family, your friends, your significant other, um, your in-laws, I mean, I don't know. We'll go through these, these signs and uh, see how they apply to you. So after long hours of research, AKA um, on one of my breaks at work, uh, <laughs> we narrowed down um five signs um that i that identify a toxic person um so these are the ones that we want to discuss um they were just the most interesting to us we just we just like them so you know that's just what we're going with (laughs) yeah these five i think also at least for me like why i also like brought them up uh, it's because we have the most experience with these in on the receiving end of the toxicity. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, if you have more signs that you want to share with us, please let us know. But these are the five that we're going with just for today. There are plenty more. Oh yeah, I mean, this is just a little sprinkle. <laughs> it's not everything. But um, yeah, let's just dive in. So sign number one, they are always complaining. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everyone, well, maybe not everyone, the few, um, most people know someone or have been in situations where the person you're with, your friend, family, whoever, are just complaining. Um, and we don't mean, like there's a difference between like ranting and venting versus complaining. Um, I feel like ranting is to an extent, it's to achieve, I don't know, some just outlet and kind of just simmer down and that's the end of it. Complaining, is a whole other thing where you just keep going and going and there's no end in sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll start with that one. Um, at a previous job, um, it was like complaint headquarters, like, I just think the environment was just so negative to begin with that there was not just one, not just two, like there was handfuls of people who were, that's literally what they did. It was such a draining environment. There was just like, you couldn't even have a company luncheon together because God forbid, you know, like we all sit together. It's like one after the other, after the other, like I would go into the break room and like have my headphones on, minding my own business. And, you know, one of the bunch would just come in and just like, oh my God, just like chat and chat and chat about complain about this person, complain about that person, about the, you know, whatever it may be. And to some, like, I get it. I get it. I totally get sometimes we can, we can all agree that we've been in places, um, places of work where it's not the best environment uh, or protocol is just not the best or your supervisor sucks. I get it. However, you can't like Monday through Friday, every break, every lunch, all you're doing is complaining. Like, I don't want to hear your shit. Like, it's just ridiculous. And I think that should be sign like before number one, like as soon as you hear someone complain, walk the other way. Do not befriend that person. Like, yeah, it's like people are like nitpicking at every little thing yes. and again going back to like the difference between complaining and ranting because I know like you and I like if we're having just an off day like every now and then we do send like every game like 10 page paper like just like <laughs> we just need a rant like it's just I like I'm not expecting you to maybe read through all of it or to provide some sage wisdom and like I just need to get it out and exactly I think it's like with ranting it's something that you can't necessarily control it's mm -hmm. something that is happening to you versus mm -hmm. complaining you're there are little things or things that you might have control over or maybe it's just something that you've just taken it too far where it's like you've also chosen not to do anything to improve the situation Correct. and I think like at some point it's like and not only did you choose not to do anything about it you're just 
unhappy with the fact that either someone else is, you know, has, so for example, like, um, you know, someone's getting paid more. You heard through the grapevine that someone's getting paid more or why does someone, um, come in at a certain hour and leave at a certain hour. Like, you don't know what kind of arrangements that person has. You don't know, like, honestly, you just don't know. And Mm -hmm. I think, like, people who are just constantly complaining, it's just, they're unhappy. Like, they're literally unhappy and they just can't get a break and they want to see everyone else as miserable as they are. And it's like, you know, uh -uh. yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, um, I just, uh, so just kind of like a quick for podcast land. Um, many of these, uh, for many of these, I will be using my experience with my roommates, um, that I've had in the past. So just for warning that I, that those are where, that's where my examples, my stories will be coming from. Um, (laughs) So for number one, they are always complaining. Um, Yeah. So one roommate that I had in college, um, well, no, there were two, but one did it more than the other. She just would always, without fail, every day, something to be complaining about. And I mean, like, I'm sitting at our makeshift dinner table. Um, and, you know, I'm just sitting there eating, minding my own business or working on something. And she would always just come out of her room and without even like any context just start like oh my gosh so this thing happened and then how dare they do that and like I can't believe like and it just going on and on and you know a good roommate I'm like okay um have you like I'm sorry to hear that (laughs) yeah like oh I'm sorry like you know which this will probably get into the other ones that we are going to talk about, which mm-hmm. is they are not interested in listening to you. Yes. So number two, um, let's just yeah, let's just go straight yeah, into because these are all like interconnected. Correct. Um, so number two, like you said, they are not interested in listening to you. So <laughs> like I don't even think there's an explanation for this. Like they like they. Like in the story, she was complaining. Um, I try to be a good roommate, like, oh, I'm sorry that's happening. Um, thinking of maybe there's a way we can, you know, work around that. Maybe we can find something to improve that situation because that does suck. Um, it, I can see how it can cause an inconvenience. Um, and then it's like they work around what you just said and come back to another complaint. Because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. correct. Because at the end of the day, they don't want a solution. They're not Mm -hmm. there for advice. They're not there for like problem solving because Mm -hmm. that's different. Because if I were to come to you with an issue, a complaint, a problem, whatever you want to call it, um, it's because I want to discuss a solution. However, someone, a toxic person, they don't want that. They mm-hmm. want to be in the center of the chaos, like the eye of the hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and what makes this so toxic is that it is draining because you think this person is coming to you like, going back to number one, something that perhaps is hurting them. Mm -hmm. And then you move to number two of, you know, you want to provide some insights, um, 
but they just don't, they're not interested in listening to you. They're just there to throw the negative energy your way and then walk away. And you're just kind of left there like, what do I do with this now? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It's like, now you're frazzled and now you have all this baggage to put in your pockets. And it's like, ma'am, my sweats don't have pockets. Like, what do I do now? (laughs) You know, it's like, it's just so much nonsense. It really is. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, I think you obviously have the experience of the roommate, but this could be in any situation. Like it could literally be a coworker who like sits next to you and is just like bitching and complaining every day. And then when you're like, Hey, maybe you should talk to your supervisor or X, Y, and Z. Like they don't want that. Like they don't want to do that. They just want to sit there and dwell in their issues. Or you're like, okay, bitch, quit, find another job. And it's like, oh, well, no, I need this. Okay, then shut up. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's- Take it or leave it, you know? And and, I mean, thankfully, I don't have the experience of this in a significant other, um, but I can imagine like how shitty that could be. Like you have, um, you know, a partner who doesn't, care to listen to what you have to say like and and and, you know I mean at least when I give feedback to somebody it's like I'm processing I'm you know I'm doing the best that I can to give you my opinion on something and like you mean it at least I do like I mean it wholeheartedly like it's it's coming from a good place and for you to just be like okay and you know it's like what excuse me Mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah and again just so much like energy expended in that and it's just not worth it no because they just want to be in the center of it all and they want to always be the victim which is our number three which is they always have to be the poor little person who is being hurt who is being ignored, you know, mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. not getting the opportunity. Like everyone's getting a promotion and a raise and I'm not. And it's like, okay, well maybe if you didn't complain all fucking day long, you would get your work done and then you would get a raise. Like mm-hmm. simple as that. Um, instead yeah. of like, you know, going to your mom's house and having breakfast there maybe you should go visit some customers you know Mm -hmm. just just a suggestion just a thought it's just Just, a thought you know maybe just maybe but they always have to be the victim yeah I so going back to my roommates (laughs) (laughs) so um I had another roommate who always always played the victim um always played that card um and what was so frustrating about it too and annoying about it was that she looked like a victim and I will specify what what I mean by that yes please (laughs) (laughs) my roommate she was physically like what she kind of looked like she was you know a small girl um and soft very soft soft voice and you know she had this uh like fragile look or like she just seemed very fragile like Anytime you called her out on something, it freaking looked like you just <laughs> so <beat> bad. <laughs> like she looked like Bambi. Like if like oh. I just shot Bambi's mom. Like that's <laughs> the face she always had. Like oh. and so, and you know, I'm painting a picture here, y'all. So. <laughs> 
keep up. <laughs> so her, she just looked like she was a, like a victim always. If you brought something up, so much so that this escalated to the point where her mother, her mother, steps into our apartment to yell at me for things that I apparently do to her poor daughter because her daughter was playing the victim. Yeah, because she's not going to be like, hey, mom, um, I'm sleeping around, coming in late, not doing you know, my assignment and I'm failing three courses. Like it's easier to blame the roommate than to accept the fact that you're not doing your part. Exactly. You know, complaining to her mother saying that I was mean to her, um, that I always, um, you know, that she was basically our housekeeper. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hi. You wanna? Hey, Benny. Hello. <laughs> I didn't even know he was coming home that fast. I was like, what the? Is this? <laughs> Anywho, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, so um, where were we? Oh, say, so she, her mom would show up and blame yeah. me that you were the housekeeper. Oh, well, that her daughter was, we were basically oh, treating her daughter like a housekeeper that we want her to clean all the time and we we just want um, her to clean her dishes (laughs) yeah or like that we complain that um you know we don't allow her to have friends over and that we don't acknowledge her and that we use her food and her her stuff and I was just there like lady homegirl didn't know how to make a pot of rice like knee like new huevo like what homegirl didn't know how to freaking clean a toilet bowl you're kidding i taught her i you're kidding me right now i am not kidding this is the roommate that i had to teach how to use an atm machine and not even like the ones like out in public like the one at you know it's at a bank and you don't go in. It's like right outside. So it's it, uh, yes. I wish I could explain to people what my face looks like right now because I am in utter shock. Like, okay, you didn't know how to cook. I'll let that one slide. Okay, you didn't clean at home. Uh, okay, whatever. I guess you don't know how to use an ATM machine like you don't know how to use a debit card like, you don't know also to- didn't know how to well this is messed up too but didn't know how to use public transit um when we were trying to look for jobs she mm-hmm. told me on the day we were going to our interview using public transit she was like oh I actually don't know how to do this and I'm like then why the freak did you accept a job in Moreno Valley and we're in Riverside? Anyways, I'm getting heated. But anywho, she always played the victim. I'm I'm not trying to defend this roommate or any toxic person. However, I'm gonna... Public transportation. So um, some of us didn't grow up in the city and public transportation was not something you used so Mm. where i currently live the nearest bus the nearest bus is like three mile walk so i mean (laughs) i'm just gonna give her the benefit of the doubt yes and that's why i paused that's why i paused because i know I grew up in LA mm-hmm. and also again to give more context so did homegirl she grew up in LA like literally oh. like like maybe so I live in Southgate she lived well probably still lives in Norwalk so if you don't know that's about mm, maybe 10 minutes yeah drive it's like right so, around the corner exactly 
there is public transportation everywhere. Yes. If you grew up in LA or in like a very populated city where traffic sucks, mm-hmm. um, like you have used like the, <laughs> you've, you've used public transit. Anyways, um, <laughs> getting slightly off topic, but yes, she always played the victim to the point where um, she's gotten in our first year, she got uh, the entire dorm hall. I lived in a traditional hall, mm-hmm. residence hall. Um, she played the victim so much so that she got everyone essentially to think that I was a toxic person. Um, she also played the victim to the point where I lost a lot of friends um, in college. Um, people thought that I was the one being a bitch. Um, and it wasn't holding her hand. Yes, because I wasn't holding her hand because I wasn't making myself available to drive her to the grocery store. I, um, I'm sorry, you know, asked her. Yes. Yes. Because I, would ask her if she could please, you know, clean the bathroom every now and then or throw out the trash, you know, because all of us are doing it and, you know, maybe we can take turns and maybe it's your turn now. I don't think a please is necessary. I mean, it's the polite thing to do. Like, can you please clean the shit off the toilet? But me saying clean the shit off the toilet should be said enough. I shouldn't have to mm-hmm. be like, please, please clean the toilet. Like, girl, you sit there too. Like, yeah, yeah. And it just, she just played the victim to the point where, like I said, it escalated to the point where her mother came into our place of living and stood there in a place she does not live. Um, to yell at me it was you know it was yeah people what was your reaction to that (laughs) um i okay podcast land i am not very good with confrontation so when i was being yelled at being confronted in that moment by this lady um it I, I kept my composure. I sat there. I took it. I didn't lose eye contact. I was nodding. I was using those um, listening skills, the active listening, the nodding, like, oh, yes, I understand. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I see. Yes. And it came to the point where, like, all I really said to her was, I understand that you care a lot about your daughter. That's what I hear. Um, But this is something between us and her. This is something that's happening within the apartment between the four of us, because there were four of us living in that apartment. Um, And we need to figure this out between the four of us. And I don't think you don't have a say because you don't live here. And that was as much as I could get in. Um, how did this lady, like, how did she stop talking? How did she leave? How did she? So let me paint you a picture. Okay. <laughs> Bring so, me in, please. Um, so it was Sunday. Um, so this roommate usually went home for the weekends. And mm. so her parents were dropping her off um, and they would usually come all the way in uh, to help her with her stuff. Um, Usually like, I don't know, some groceries that she brought from home or laundry, whatever. And on this occasion, it was her, her mother, her father, and I think her younger brother that came with her. Um, and 
I was clearly there. Um, and so was my other roommate. And they came and right before, uh, right before they arrived, me and my, the other roommate, we were, you know, she asked me like, oh, did I see like the bathrooms clean? Like, did you do that? Or did the other, let's just mm-hmm. call her Jay. Uh-huh. Uh, or did Jay do that? And yeah. I said, oh, like, no, like I cleaned it. And so my roommate was like, I asked her if she could do that before she left because like, it was like her turn. And I asked her if she could clean before she left. So she didn't do it. And I was like, no, like, no, I got back like Saturday and I did Someone it. Someone had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that's when Jay and her family come in. And my roommate, the other one says a, um, a passive aggressive remark that honestly could have been taken in any way. Um, and that's when her Jay's mom snapped and she like threw Jay's stuff, whatever she was carrying. And she was like, I've had it. This is enough. I've had enough. And in that moment, I could see Jay realized what she did, what she has caused by Mm -hmm. playing the victim. I saw that Jay was completely like caught off guard at the fact that what her mother was doing, uh-huh. Jay tried to intervene and be like, no, no, that's enough. And the mom wouldn't have it. Her dad eventually <laughs> just left. Her brother no. also just walked out and left. And she was just going and going and going. And it was a good, like, maybe like, 30 minutes of her uh-huh. just going just yelling just, at you guys yeah well at me because she knew me the longest because oh, okay. jay was my first college roommate oh, okay, okay in okay. the dorms um yeah this lady like called out so many things that apparently i do to her she was like you call yourself a christian you're a bad christian like pointing her finger at me and I was just sitting there like, lady, yes, we, oh, we attended the same church, actually. I didn't know what? that. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That's how close we live to each other. Well, at the time. Um, but uh... yeah, that's what happens. You know, she played the victim. Um, didn't end well. I definitely burned that bridge and happily I was like girl I will set this thing on fire for you like I'm done here yeah here's the matches here's the lighter fluid yeah. take it away yeah oh god and sometimes it's good to just do those cuts like get rid of those people just mm-hmm. good but- riddance it does get awkward though because we had a living like a lease so she was sharing a room with me this j girl so it was awkward for a few months but i didn't went about my life i was like you know what like i did nothing wrong um you have you have yet to apologize and and if she felt like you were the one at fault that's fine that's fine however you don't have to bring your mother into the situation handle your shit on your own and move on if you can't do that please take a step back yeah and it's like it wasn't the first time like we had both me and her had problems leading up to this big old thing um where i would talk to her I'd be like look like these things that you're doing make me uncomfortable and she would just play the victim of like oh like I can't have freedom like you don't you guys so you guys don't want me to have friends to come over and all this stuff and I was like that's not what I said 
I'm literally just asking for a heads up. Like that's all. Mm-hmm. And like some courtesy. But yeah, anyways, we deviated from the topic <laughs> just slightly. Don't we always? <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, number three was they are always the victim of whatever situation. Um, they always have to be like the ones in need of other people doing things for them or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. which leads into our number four, which is they expect you to constantly agree with them. So, you know, like in the situation, obviously your roommate wanted everyone to see um, that she had no fault and that it was someone else's problem. And regardless of who was right or wrong, like she was just trying to have all the blame go elsewhere. And it's like, you know, and and that can be in so many circumstances. Um, Sometimes people, um, they have a crazy thought. They have a crazy thought and they just want people to agree with them. Like, even though it's like something outrageous, um, they just want someone to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the problem is with these toxic people is um, when you are in the situation, sometimes you're saying yes to them just so they can shut the hell up and it's like you're like i didn't necessarily agree with you but now i'm too deep i'm too deep in (laughs) yeah um yeah (laughs) and guess what i'm gonna bring up now (laughs) so roommate number three um Um, yeah, I had very dysfunctional living. I've had dysfunctional living arrangements. Anyways, yeah, my roommate, um, she, during college, she went through a bad breakup. It really was not that bad. They just broke up. Like, that was it. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) But to her... And granted, you know, I want to respect the fact that, you know, it was real for her. It was, it was hard. It was challenging as an outsider. I did not see it that way, but to each his own and it's her life. Um, But, you know, the breakup happened and she started finding things that were wrong and started making accusations and basically asking for my opinion if what she's asking for it or if what she's thinking is essentially if 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 she's in the right Mm -hmm. um and let me tell you 70 percent of the time she was not she was like batshit crazy um (laughs) there's no way around that Um, but, you know, after a few attempts at trying to reason and be like, look, like, let us rationalize through this. No, she wasn't there for it. Um, and that's where I was like, okay, well, like you said, Michelle, like, you just want them to shut up. Um, and that's what I ended up doing. Just like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes, he took advantage of you when you gave him those rock climbing shoes. Yeah, he took oh advantage of you when God. you bought them as a surprise for his birthday. You're right. Yes. Yes, you're right. You are in, you have every right to ask for those shoes back now. Uh, and that do he's well used with them. them. Yes, I, I don't know. But yes, you can take them back. Yes, you can ask for them back. Um, yeah, during the breakup, she was like, he took advantage of me and he knows that I struggle financially. Um, he's heartless, isn't he? I was like, girl, okay, sure. When someone (laughs) gives you like a, it's not, it's a, it's a, 
what is it? Not open-ended question, but it's like a yes or no, or it's, mm-hmm. it's one or the other. Um, yeah. They're not giving room for your opinion. They're, they're yeah. telling you this is they're, where you they're, should. They're guiding you to the question. Uh, mm-hmm. They're the guiding answer. the question to be answered in the way mm-hmm. that they want you to answer. Um, yep. That's exactly what she was doing. And let me tell you, that was the hardest couple of months because that was the month, that quarter where all that happened caused me to have to withdraw from the quarter um, because of how much, let's recap, they were complaining. How much they were not interested in listening to, to me in that situation. They were also playing the victim and they were just looking, you know, for someone to say, yes, you are right. You're right. Yeah. I, and it doesn't change. I mean, it is just most people go from one situation to the next with the same mentality. So it's not like they oh, yeah. grow out of it. It's not like, no, they don't, they don't grow out of it. Um, I mean, and I, and I think that's like the perfect segue to our number five sign that someone is a toxic person they are highly manipulative like how did she like how like you literally whatever you did got you spoon-fed like yeah, whatever I'm she not saying did. That, I'm not saying that's what I want. Like, that's not what I want. I can feed myself. I don't need COVID feeding me. That's far <laughs> from what I need. I'm just saying, like, that goes to show, like, no matter what she did, it didn't matter. Like, her boyfriend at the time, I don't know if they're still together or not, but he would still, like, go above and beyond to try to please her, even when she's acting like a child, and you know what? That's an insult to children because Luca wants to feed himself. He doesn't want you feeding him. So it's yeah. like, my God, like, yeah, um, um, yeah. So I have, you know, toxic roommates. Uh, two of them. Some of the manipulative tactics were, you know, getting really upset. Um. Mm-hmm. And feeling like they've been betrayed somehow if they don't receive text messages from their significant other. They, you know, if they don't answer within two minutes, God forbid, you know, it's over. That's it. We broke and it, up. It's, it's funny <laughs> you say that because me and Kelvin talk about that all the time because, uh, like friends or coworkers or whatever, like they literally talk to their significant other all day long. And I'm like, um, oh. I have no idea. Like when Kelvin texts me, I'll text back as soon as I can. Sometimes as soon as I can is five minutes. Sometimes it's five hours. Like, okay. Like I don't. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's just, oh. Like, do you not think I have a life? Like, my life does not revolve around sitting around a phone. Like, oh, are they going to text Sometimes, are they? I'm not doing anything. And go ahead, text me back to back. I get it. But that's not the case most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I, tell, if I talk to him all day long, what am I going to talk to him about when I get home? Like, what... I can't tell you about my day because I already told you while it was happening. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no story to come into. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. It, and I mean, there's so many of... more. I mean, there's so many more um, signs or I get I, actions or however you want to call them um, mm-hmm. of how people are toxic. Um, these are just like the ones that we felt made more sense to us um and um these are just five out of like a bajillion (laughs) signs that you can identify with or that you can see in other people um 
And honestly, if you really feel like someone is toxic in your life and they're just bringing you all the negative vibes, cut these people out. Like you don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Um, whatever, what is it in Spanish? Mejor sola que mal acompañada. Like you don't Mm -hmm. need, um, I guess for the non-Spanish speakers, um, it's better to be alone than in bad company. You know, like you don't want to be surrounded by people who are going to just bring you down. Like we all have our bad days. We all have our, our phases of like negativity or you know, whatever situation you may be going through, you might be complaining more, you might be whatever, but that doesn't mean you're a toxic person, you know? Um, I did joke about how, like, I can I can find all these things in my personality. Of course, I think if we all really look into it, we, I'm sure we can find a way to apply this somehow into our personality or, or our relationships with other people, but in reality, we all know those toxic people that they're your friend when things are going good. But as soon as shit hits the ground running, like they disappear, you know, or like they're there when, you know, you're willing to spend money on them, but they're never there mm-hmm. to buy you dinner. Like just things like that. Um, and, and, and a friendship shouldn't be, you know, oh, you have to buy and buy and buy. No, but sometimes it's nice to be treated like you matter to somebody, you know? So, um, and whether it's a family member, um, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, like draw your lines, make your boundaries, like make time to reflect and like you identify what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. And then set those lines up and be like, um, bad bitch, uh, you cross that line, you know? Yeah. And I think I also just a disclaimer about, you know, family members can be toxic. I think within that, I guess, you know, do what also feels safe to you. It like what boundaries are safe. Um, because I, I totally get it. Some people like, yes, these people are toxic and, you know, it's kind of like the, what are those responses? The, the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And in those moments when you're with like aggressively toxic people, sometimes the best way to manage is to fawn, right? Mm -hmm. To like, be like, okay, yeah manipulate me I okay Mm -hmm. um but like you know I guess the point is to the point of this is to realize who those people are Um, and recognize those cues mm -hmm, yeah to recognize them and you know if you want to do something about it do something about it too but do something that is also safe for you given the situation and something that's doable um yeah because again we are human um especially if it's family like you know you can't be like some people who are able to like cut that's it um but i know like sometimes it's 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 uh kind of hard to do like if you have like the holidays or something and it's like okay like they are being invited to an event that I'm going to and it's yeah and I understand maybe I'm being a little dramatic about cutting people off but one thing that I've done and these people will never know I've blocked so many people from seeing my my stories on Instagram um I've unfollowed people and blocked them from following me. So they will never even find my account, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, for all they know, you just got off Instagram. Like, Mm -hmm. they'll never know, you know? Um, I've done that with family members. And I mean, 
and once they find out, they find out, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, um, and, and I did that with um, people, not family members, like old friends from high school and stuff. And my logic is, um, I don't agree with what you do. And I don't think, and I don't want to see that. And I don't think you have the right to see the posts that I do of my family, of my personal life, of my child. Um, so, and you know, sometimes someone's, um, someone's like toxic personality can roll in even without them being present. So for those people that I unfollowed on Instagram, um, I hadn't seen them in years. Uh, okay, maybe not years, but like I hadn't seen them in a long time. And I was like, I'm not about what you're about. So I'm good. Like, like just because I would see their post and it would upset me. And it's like, why am I getting upset over a post? Mm. Like, yeah. So I don't know. You don't have to text someone back. You don't have to like, um, you know, it's the little things. Like I'm not saying get confrontational and be like, well, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. No, just, you don't have to be, you don't have to do whatever they want at the drop of a hat, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I guess just like Fanny said, like taking the time to realize these things do exist and there are those kind of people in our lives and recognize, accept the fact that's you know, maybe someone really close to you has these behaviors. And once you've accepted it, make an action plan, figure out what's next. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a new roommate like Fanny did. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, on that note, well, <laughs> yes, on that note, uh, stay away from the negative vibes, um, you know, just do what's best for you, and uh, hope you guys come back for next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, we hope that this was somewhat helpful. Um at the very least entertaining or you know laughing at our expense and that's totally fine um (laughs) um but yeah we hope those toxic toxicity stays away from you do what you gotta do um and uh yeah light the candles uh burn leaves do the limpias do what you gotta do yeah Yep, sometimes you need to take many. Do many. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we hope you stick around for more. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.